Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. And by the way, I like hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. You could send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Again, that's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's story is the best cities to launch your business and the small business battle over flood insurance. And when shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. You better hope your business goes south. The majority of the cities with the most opportunity for business owners were located below the Mason-Dixon line. With more, here's Katie Hill, editor at moneyish.com. Katie, where should we go? The South dominates the list for the best cities for economic opportunity to open your business. It really does. Um, here's the top five. Charlotte, Jacksonville, Omaha, Orlando, Charleston, South Carolina. Those are in the top five. Um, but in, in the top ten, I think more than half of them are in the South. And the reason here is lower rents and population migrations, right? So you're going to you open your storefront, and the, the rent is just much, tends to be much lower in the South than it does, say, in the Northeast or on the West Coast. Um, and also, that's where people are moving. So you can look. Um, I think uh, the South here, I'll give you a, a crazy stat. Um, for the 16 states and, and D.C. that compromise the South, there was an increase of 1.4 million people just between 2014 and 2015. So people are getting out of the Northeast. They're getting out of the West Coast. It's too expensive, and they're moving South. So that's customers for you if you open a business. Well, I was surprised, too, at the role of rent and how, I guess, the, the kind of hurdle that can be, especially, I, th- I think, in the Northeast and West, right, as cited in the story? Yeah, you know, and I think that will slowly change, right? A lot of things are just going to online only, and so this may be a little bit of change. The businesses that are on Yelp, which is who did the study, are usually brick and mortar. They have a physical store, so that's obviously factored in here. But, yeah, I mean, eventually, right, a lot of this will just be online only. A lot of people won't have a storefront. But in this particular data, this is the kind of thing like restaurants that you would open a storefront or a clothing store, and so that would be a factor. And, yeah, I mean, when the rent's too high, you close down if you don't get enough customers. You Got to really get you. Got to really hustle for that. We're speaking with Katie Hill, editor at MoneyIsh.com. Her story is about the best and worst cities for starting a business. Um, so, talk about the uh, the worst cities and what their issues are. Oh uh, well, Gordon, we're quite near many of them, um, and our our home, New York, is on there. But um, the worst, number one, Boston, uh, then Portland, Maine, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Providence, Rhode Island, Hartford, New York, San Jose. Um, those are all topping the list. And again, you can see the theme here, right? These are expensive places to live. Rent is high, and a lot of people are moving, especially the Northeast. That's where the biggest population exodus is. People are leaving the Northeast, and so yeah, that means fewer customers higher rents makes it harder to make this all work and that's what that's what's going on here so yeah i mean look it's not like you shouldn't start a business in these places there's plenty of people living obviously in boston and san francisco and all that but you got to really you know you got to really hone your business plan a little more and make sure that you can make that money it's katie hill she is editor at moneyish.com coming up next flood insurance concerns for small businesses When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. 
When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Some small business owners struggling to recover from this year's series of brutal hurricanes said the federal government needs to beef up its response. Unlike individuals, businesses are not eligible for grants from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. They can receive disaster recovery loans, but many entrepreneurs are not interested in taking on debt after a big storm, and some don't qualify for a loan. It's a story from Wall Street Journal senior special writer Ruth Simon. Ruth, explain. For small firms, the main source of disaster aid from the federal government, at least in the initial months after the storm, is a loan from the Small Business Administration. They do disaster relief loans for both individuals and small firms. But what we're hearing from small firms is they'd like other sources of help as well. For instance, small grants, something like that. Uh, One of the problems is many small firms are nervous about taking on additional debt right after a disaster, and some of them don't qualify for a loan also. Mm. All right. So I know there was one guy in your story from Houston. Uh, His chiropractic business was flooded out, and he said it's a shame they can't do more. Uh, So should, for example, the Small Business Administration offer things like grants or other help like they do to individuals? Um, The grants to individuals actually come from the federal, from FEMA, not the Small Business Administration. And when I've talked to current and former officials of the SBA, they say they don't have the authority to issue grants. Congress just gave them the ability to issue loans. But when you talk to people who have studied disasters and worked on disaster, you know, worked on disaster recovery, what they'll say is getting small sums into businesses' hands quickly can be very, very helpful. Mm. You said, too, the, uh, the mismatch between federal assistance and small business needs is one of many challenges uh, firms face when disaster strikes. Like what, for example? One of the big challenges is that small businesses often operate with thin cash reserves and sort of narrow profit margins. So if they're shut down or they have a bunch of expenses, they don't have the kind of money a big corporation might have to, forgive me for using the word, weather the storm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we've written about how the federal flood insurance program is inadequate for the needs of many business owners. So the portion of small business owners that have flood insurance is very small, but the program also doesn't cover a lot of what they need. For instance, help with covering um, losses due to business interruption, which is something if they have a fire policy, they might be covered for. We're speaking with Wall Street Journal senior special writer Ruth Simon. Her piece is called Small Businesses Say Federal Disaster Aid Needs Strengthening. So backing up to your earlier point then about uh, the Small Business Administration only authorizing loans, might Congress give them authority to authorize um, that's grants? That's up to Congress to, to decide. Um, we talked to um, one representative, Nydia Velasquez, who was saying, who had said that, you know, she would like to see grants. Um, right now there's no legislation for that. The 
the Senator Rich, who chairs the committee that oversees this, says he's going to look at the SBA's response to hurricanes, but he wouldn't say whether or not he thought grants were were necessary. Um, I think one of the reasons Congress wants to keep an eye on the program is that in some of the past disasters, there have been delays even in the loan program in getting loans out to folks. The SBA says that they've made a bunch of improvements and things are moving faster right now. Mm. But they also have a whole lot of disasters to contend with, which is hard. Uh, what about at the state level, if they can't get anything uh, from the federal level? Some states have programs. Florida has an emergency program that they've they've run for a while that gives zero interest loans to help small businesses get cash, and that's up and running as of October 4th. Um, the, the program had received 331 applications um, related to Hurricane Irma and, um, and had issued $3.9 million in loans. Sometimes later on, um, states may give small grants to business owners, but it takes from a different pot of money, and it takes a while for that to get dispersed. Thanks, Ruth. Wall Street Journal senior special writer Ruth Simon. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our award-winning daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You can send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com medianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.